Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Erica Ezefetti. And I don't know about you all, but as much as I love to read, my attention span is just not it. It never understands the assignment. It is constantly distracted by something shiny, which is why I feel like short story collections really come in clutch for me. They give me that dose of good writing in this like fun size packaging and I can pick them up and put them down relatively quickly. Still feel like I got a good story out of it. So I'd like to discuss some YA short story collections with you. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Song of the Silks Realms by Judy Eyelid. Shi Wei is a talented young musician who was orphaned at a young age. Her sole family is a kindly uncle, but then her uncle is killed and she is, of course, devastated. With no family and no patron, Shi Wei is facing the possibility of a lifetime of servitude playing the chin. Then one night, she is unexpectedly called to perform for the enigmatic Duke Meng. He surprises Shi Wei further with an irresistible offer. Serve as a musician in residence at his manor for one year and he'll set her free of her indenture. But the Duke's motives become increased more sus when he and Shuei barely survive an attack by a nightmarish monster. It's like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? So this book is a sweeping epic romanticy that follows a talented young musician who is swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young duke. And who doesn't want to be swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young duke? She's living all our dreams, honestly. Make sure to check out the new book. And thanks again to Song of the Six Realms by Judy Eileen for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman. The pressure cooker of minor league baseball leads to major chemistry in this exhilarating, sexy, and triumphant Rivals to Lovers debut romance. Gene Ionescu is the first openly trans player in professional baseball. He has nearly everything he's ever let himself dream of. That is, until Luis Estrada, Gene's former teammate and current rival, gets traded to the Beavers. Now, Gene and Louise can't manage a civil conversation off the field or a competent play on it, but in the close confines of dugout benches and roadie buses, they begrudgingly rediscover a comfortable rhythm. As the two grow closer, the tension between them turns electric and their chemistry spills past the confines of the stadium. So this is one of the first adult rom-coms published by a major publishing house centering a gay trans man by a gay trans man. It also has ADHD and anxiety representation and some joyful, heartfelt moments. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so short stories. First one I have for you is A Phoenix First Must Burn. It's edited by Patrice Caldwell. This collection has such a rock star lineup from Danielle Clayton to Rebecca Roanhorse to Justina Ireland, L.L. McKinney, Evie's a boy, A. Marie, and more. It has 16 stories that explore blackness through science fiction and fantasy. The official blurb mentions how the collection altogether gives Beyonce's Lemonade album slash film sort of vibes, which I'm super duper here for. And the authors are kind of presented as the heirs, or at least the YA heirs of Octavia Butler, which I'm also super here for. The title of the book actually comes from a quote of hers, which goes, quote, in order to rise from its own ashes, a phoenix first must burn, end quote. So with a lemonade comparison and the source of the title, 
you can start to get a feeling of how like very triumphant of a collection this is. So in the introduction, editor Patrice Caldwell asks why we don't see Black people in fantastical and futuristic worlds and fiction and novels and things like that. This collection was released in early 2020, uh, which wasn't that long ago, but it's interesting how it's still such a problem now. That is the problem that Patrice is presenting. I wonder if the people... So a little, little miniature rant, question, concern, thoughts, concern. I wonder if the people complaining about the skin tone of fictional characters, especially a character whose species is presented in different mythologies, by the way, I wonder if they were as up in arms over, say, when Avatar, The Last Airbender, when that was adapted for like a live action movie. And most of the cast was white, even though the original story, everyone's like Asian. Or were they upset when Scarlett Johansson was playing a Japanese character? It's just interesting. Um, I've seen people pushing back when people of color complain about a lack of representation. And I've also seen people complain when one out of a majority of cast members who are white is made non-white. Now, do I have proof that these kinds of people are one and the same? No, but I highly suspect it. I highly suspect it. Um, so I say all that to make the point that part of the reason this collection was assembled and written is still very relevant to almost three years later. As for the stories, there is a mix of folk tales, futuristic worlds, lighthearted tales, more serious ones. There are queer stories. So basically there is such a wonderful range and I think there's something for everyone. In A. Marie's story, one girl is an alien interrogator. In Justina Ireland's, the apprentice of a magician is on a quest for mermaid tears. In E.B.'s a boy story, there are these, these beings from Caribbean folklore that are like vampires, but they feast on spirit. So yeah, uh, in other words, pick this one up. It's super duper interesting. It's got references to history. You'll learn about different folklore, or at least I did. <laughs> so you may as well. It's just great. So again, that is A Phoenix First Must Burn by Patrice Caldwell. Next, I have for you the collection titled Unbroken, 13 Stories Starring Disabled Teens. It's edited by Marika Nykum. As you can tell, this is a collection about disabled teens and the disabilities run the gamut from mental illness to physical, intellectual, and other disabilities. All of the authors, which include Danielle Clayton again, hey Danielle, uh, Danielle Clayton, uh, William Alexander, Kia Brown, and others are all disabled. And what I like about the stories here is that disability is not seen as something to overcome. The stories here also range from contemporary to sci-fi to fantasy. But none of them, even the more like fantastical ones, have disability being cured as the end goal. Disabilities, they can't get cured through magic. They're not a metaphor, none of that. You just have kids who are disabled and living their lives. So as for the stories, there's a story called Brit and the Bite God, which is just a great name. It's by Cody Keplinger, and it's about a girl who loves to ride bikes and who also loses a good portion of her vision. She still loves to ride, of course, so she starts riding tandem, which is when you ride with another person. 
Because of her disability, she worries that she is a burden and not pulling enough of her weight, but her disability is not the only thing the story is about. In another story titled Per Aspera Ad Astra by Catherine Locke, Lizzie has anxiety because of war, and this is more of a sci-fi story. Then there's the story by William Alexander titled Found Objects, which involves a Latin boy who experiences chronic pain and the animated spirit of Richard III. Danielle Clayton's story is titled Dear Nora James, You Know Nothing About Love, and is a black girl who opens up the story explaining how she doesn't date, so I guess she really does not know anything about love. Um, she has a gastrointestinal disease, and despite her, despite her lack of dating, she actually writes an advice column on love, of all things. Her pen name is Madame Amour. I had to put that little French accent on y'all real quick, make use of those French classes I took in undergrad, lol. And there's a story written by an author with autism that is a sapphic fantasy about an autistic girl. In it, she is cursed to grant three wishes to whoever is kind to her. So again, there is something for everyone here. And it, like I said before, these, these stories have more of a diversity in terms of a genre. Um, so I really think there is basically something for everyone here. So again, that is Unbroken, 13 Stories Starring Disabled Teens by Marika Nykum. And I think these are just both super, I don't know, they're great collections. I think everyone should read them. Again, you can pick pick them up and put them down. Read one story, read a couple, read the whole thing. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. All right. So thanks so much for tuning in today, as well as our sponsor for making the day show possible. You can follow me on Twitter at Erica underscore EZE underscore. Big shout out to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making me sound great. We will see you next week on the main podcast where I will be joined by Tears of Price. Until next week, happy reading.